0: The lobster and the dog. My home had been invaded by a jobless man, but he would say I invited him to move in after a tense, apprehensive discussion a few months after we met. To say he was my partner implied there was something equal in this whirlwind relationship. Relationship being a term I still felt unease about nearly a year later. By the time we sat down to watch the movie, I had recently found out he started the situationship under false pretenses. Still reeling from a divorce, everything felt foggy and confused. I couldn't trust my gut or my mind, which, of course, was used to his advantage. A mutual friend had just visited and gave even more disturbing news of his not-so-distant past behavior. We commiserated over the men who'd tried to break us, but she had escaped to live a life I had dreamed of, traveling around the world untethered. She was the one who suggested we watch The Lobster, so we curled up together over a bottle of wine. To say I loved it was an understatement, it's still one of my favorite movies. I had to watch it again with him when he got back from his new, alleged job. He said he liked strong women, which meant he had a list of crazy exes despite there being one common denominator. He was always somehow the victim of these crazy-slash-strong women-slash-girls, and probably thinks he was in our brief relationship too. I mean, I made him watch Part of the Lobster. I say part of the lobster because he couldn't stomach one scene involving a dog and ran from the room, refusing to watch the rest. Of course, I felt bad for him. I'm not much of a dog person, but had empathy something I would find out he completely lacked, but was good at mirroring. The worry and concern he displayed over the fictional dog seemed more authentic than most of the other feelings he showed. Totally believable and perhaps true. We can't account for our disparate feelings, even if there's a ranking even if we don't know they're ranked. He was a dog person, meaning he liked dogs and needed a lot of attention. Nothing wrong with wanting attention, but the bad kind should make you want to avoid it, not orchestrate it over and over and over again. Not long after my friend who introduced me to the lobster left, another friend visited. It's hard when you're hurt to not hurt others while healing, but some people aren't always doing the hurting because they're healing. This friend had worse news. The cheating I already knew about was bad enough. He wasn't out of the doghouse yet as it was, but the next revelation sealed the deal. There are a lot of people who will say you're broken if you don't react the way they think you should. Maybe I was cold because I could watch the lobster all the way through, even that awful scene with the dog. Maybe he was cold because he could watch people he claimed to love be driven to despair, only to keep doing the same things to new people. We broke up three days after my birthday. 24 days before I would realize one could be a loner until the day they died. There's no time limit. He cried some about it all, said he had an addiction. Maybe it was a compulsion, or maybe he was just an asshole. Plenty of people get hurt but don't go hurting others. Plenty of men don't prey on teenage girls repeatedly. I wondered sometimes if he felt as bad for us as he did about that dog. He couldn't look at it, but he eventually couldn't look at me either. He drove across an entire 40-some-odd states to not look at the others. You can't run away from who you are, though. But he got over it by distracting with a shiny new toy, as you do. I grew a shell and claws to make sure it wouldn't happen again. Cruelty matters most when it's authentic, when there's no escape. I would live afterwards, surrounded by different teenagers near the age he had targeted, Every day, I felt ill, like my insides were grinding my bones and organs. Every night, I dreamed of being chased and running and screaming until my throat ached while no sound came out. There's no fictional depiction of cruelty that hasn't been done by people in the flesh. But I wished I was in a movie, because at least I had a 50-50 shot at a happy ending. Instead, I woke up every day in searing pain for the better part of a year. I looked crazy, and I was, now, the much-feared crazy. It was hard to look at, but sometimes you should have to look at what you've done instead of running away from it. You should have to watch it writhe on the bathroom floor like a stomped dog, because you did the stomping. Eventually, I stopped apologizing for existing. I stopped feeling like a burden. After a brief intermission in hell, I took my shell and hightailed it out again, undeterred by men who love dogs and men who are dogs. The following year, I'd be sipping wine with the same cinephile friend from earlier on a terrace in Barcelona. I'd finally caught up with her. And I watched The Lobster again and realized the reason I liked it then is different from the reason I like it now.